right, so just breaking in the last couple of minutes, the U.S. Supreme Court says it is adopting a code of ethics for the very first time. In this unsigned statement, the justices say they have long adhered to ethics standards, saying the absence of a code, however, has led in recent years to the misunderstanding that the justices of this court, unlike other jurists in the country, regard themselves as unrestricted by any ethics code. To dispel this misunderstanding, we are issuing this code, which largely represents a codification of principles that we have long regarded as governing our content, or or, excuse me, uh, conduct. We'll get to that uh, as more information becomes available on what this code of ethics might look like. But this is just breaking over the last couple of minutes, so I wanted to get that to you. Uh, In the meantime, it is... National Apprenticeship Week. And for years, I've been talking about the importance of bringing this type of work, particularly in the skilled trades, back to a place where it is accessible to people. And there are a lot of different folks that are getting into this field, whether they're coming out of high school or out of college or people looking for a career change because There are some incredible opportunities for people, especially in in an economy where inflation's still high. I mean, you're still paying a lot of money for your goods, whether at the grocery store or at the pump. And and people are looking for a change in a lot of aspects. Well, the the skilled trades is a a good place to to look. Donna Parnay is the must management co-chair and joins us. Uh, Donna, it's great to have you. Excited to be here. Uh, this is always an important week, uh, National Apprenticeship Week. Why? Well, I th- like you said, we are in dire need of skilled trades um, today and for the next several decades. So I think any time we get to highlight the skilled trades and elevate all things apprenticeship in our industry and throughout the state of Michigan is uh, a great opportunity to talk about this. Now, you you and I have been talking, I mean, for, for a long time about this. Have we seen uh, an increase in not only participation, but interest in the skill trades? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, thanks to WJR and all of our joint efforts, there's a tremendous need, like we talked about, and we work really hard to get the word out to educators, students, parents, just about how amazing these careers are. And like you talked about, it's a skill for life and it's something that you learn on the job and in the classroom, but you know, really it's a hands-on apprenticeship program and you'll have that skill and the job opportunities are endless. Well, it's, it's hands-on, but in, in some cases, I mean, you're getting paid to, to learn, which is absolutely huge in and of itself. But, but what I find is the narrative change and, and that narrative change is, well, uh, if you're in construction or if you're a, a skilled trade worker, um, you don't have a certain set of skills. Au contraire, mon frere, because for me, I mean, you, you look at what some of these people are doing, it, it, the 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 mathematical approach, the analytical approach. I mean, the, the, the technician in a lot of these workers. I mean, it is absolutely remarkable the type of precision needed for these types of jobs. I, I, I think the narrative around this field has changed quite a bit over the last decade or so. Oh, absolutely. I think together as a skilled trade industry, you know, we've made a lot of effort to get that word out. And you're right. It's um, the apprenticeships you're earning while you're learning from day one. You have 
this skill that you can stay out in the field or you can go into project management. We have a lot of contractors that started off as apprentices and now own their own contracting companies. So those possibilities are endless. And, you know, it's really, I think the narrative too, with like you said, the cost of everything, Mm -hmm. this is like basically signing into a four-year ride, right? Because everything's paid for in the skilled trade apprenticeship program. There's no tax dollars utilized. It's private funding between labor and management. You're entering these programs and an apprentice will not, you know, graduates with a skill for life, an opportunity for advancement and no debt. How do people get involved? Uh, Because we have seen, you know, people from a number of different sectors of our economy, either leaving their job or, or for, for, you know, for, for any number of reasons. Um, but if there are people that are, are looking to get into the workforce or change, you know, change a scenery, how do they get involved? Yeah, I think their first step would be great to go to mustcareers.org, and it offers a highlight of all the skilled trades that we have in the state of Michigan and links to all the apprenticeship programs, what's re- the requirements, And, you know, also we have programs for helmets to hard hats. So those Mm -hmm. coming out of the service that are looking for that. Um, Today, we just had an educator roadshow event with over 180 educators um, that was hosted at the operating engineers. And so that's a great opportunity to start spreading the word. And tomorrow, we're going to be at the Suburban Showplace for Apprenticeship Week for Career Quest with over 8,000 students attending from grades 7 through 12. So Mm -hmm. Any, you know, any chance we can get the word out, but I think their first step should go mustcareers.org. There's a lot of information for that. Well said. Donna Parnay with the Must Management uh, as a co-chair. It is National Apprenticeship Week, obviously very important as we build and rebuild to a very strong level our skilled trade workers. Donna, great catching up with you. We'll talk again very soon. Thanks, Chris, for having us. Take care. Yep, you got it. Uh, you do the same. 800-859-0957. I, I did just want to uh, quickly get back into this situation involving the Supreme Court because th- there has been a, a a narrative around the Supreme Court, and that is that they're on the take or they're they're acting inappropriately. The level of transparency isn't there. And I'm just curious for, for people who may be take that approach and take that that stand against the Supreme Court. Does this code of ethics help ease that that worry? Because, you know, the Amy Coney Barrett's of the world, the Alana Kagan's of the world, Brett Kavanaugh also have voice support for an ethics code. And and that's not I mean, I think Supreme Court justices have adhered to a certain code of ethics. But does it hurt to put it in writing? Does it hurt to does it hurt to make sure people know what those codes are? I, I think that there is a certain level of I think it's necessary almost in this day and age. Now I haven't seen exactly what the policy says, but there have been calls in recent weeks. I believe it was Senator Dick Durbin uh out of uh, Illinois who said that there should be a push for an ethics code and and now they've they've got it so this particular proposal as i understand it there was one coming out of uh, capitol hill 
that would require justices provide more information about potential conflicts of interest. And it would allow impartial panels of judges to review those decisions as a way for that check and balance. And if if there was a need to recuse a judge from a certain case, it would require a, a, almost the public to be involved, if you will. And again, this is all in the name of transparency. I I am so in faith. I mean, look, I, I I've said it over the last couple of days. I to me, I think there's a there's a, even a lack of transparency here in the Michigan on the heels of transparency laws being passed. I don't think that you can understate how important it is for these types of legislations and these types of transparency measures to be put in place. I don't care if you've got an R in front of your name or a D. Doesn't matter to me. I think I think the American people at this time, maybe more than ever, demand a, a, a level of transparency where we're seeing what our lawmakers who collect money from us and are and are elected by us are up to. I think that's that's of the utmost importance. 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. We have seen an uptick in animosity on college campuses across the country. It is something that we have talked about uh, quite a bit here on this show. But there is a, a level of civility that we are missing now. How do we How do we get back to that civil nature? What do we need to do to combat that? We'll talk about it next on JR Afternoon. 